Cuentas, el Club Las Cuentas tiene mucho gusto en presentar al gran cómico Pepe Arruelo. Gracias, señor señorita. Se usted en Chile con que salir. Putete, putete, presente, putete, presente, como anda, chile, cotea, botea, da, putete, rosato, presento, presento. Y el gundo de la chite, que son tato, ponte, cotata, chite, que son tato, pronto, Jerry Lewis. ¡Ah! ¡Oh! ¡Crescente, chico, tonte! ¡Crescente, tonte! ¡Dónde! ¡Ay, 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 Gracias, gracias. Te voy a tratar de chiste con suerte de Richard y con suerte de chiste. Ah, vos estás chante eso. Ah, correcto. Eso está latente, ¿eh? Vite tu darachite con suerte con la sete de darajón de Rivera. Grazie. <laughs> Panzara Santo. Gracias, gracias, señor y señorita. Solo siete chistes totalmente. Río Beto, totalmente. Guasara chiste. Gracias, gracias. Hey, Mr. Arguello. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey. over here. Hey. Hello there. Oh, hi, folks. How are you? We'd just like to say how much we enjoyed your act. So we will. We enjoyed your act. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's very nice. It certainly isn't every day you get to see such top-flight entertainment in a dump like this. What are you doing performing here in a Mexican bowling alley? Uh, I was just trying out some new material. Didn't sound like it. You know, it's amazing how much you sound like Joe Piscopo. That's because he is Joe Piscopo, Bowinkle. No, I'm not. Now, don't insult the man, Rocky. Look, it says right there on the blackboard. Comedy stylings by Pepe Arguello. Well, if you were the opening act for a cockfight, you wouldn't use your real name either, would you? I wouldn't even use my own... Bowinkle! Oh, sorry, Rob. Joe probably got offered some embarrassing large amount of money to come down here, and he's just ashamed to tell anybody about it. You're right, Rocky. He probably just sold out. I wondered what happened to him. No, 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 guys. It's not what you think. You see, uh, I had to leave the States. I, uh... I killed a man. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I killed a man. Sure, Joe. No, honest. Uh, I, uh... Hey, wait a minute. Why am I telling you guys this? I mean, besides, what are you two doing down here? Vacation! Vacation! Actually, a little bit of both. You see, we're, uh... uh tell them what we're doing, Rock. Señores y señoras, el Club Las Puntas tiene mucho gusto con presentar los gran cómicos Rocky y Bullwinkle. Nice, guys. We're filling in for some friends, honest. Yeah, uh, they, they, they died just before they were supposed to go on. Or shortly thereafter. Right. Buenas noches, folks. Dígame, Rocky, ¿quién era esa señora contigo anoche? No era señora, era mi esposa. I can't get over it. I watch him all the time. Rocky and Bullwinkle, Ralph, Norton. Joe, wait, you're going. 
going into the wrong flashback.
lose something? You look around for it and some guy always asks you, where'd you leave it last? If I knew that, it wouldn't be lost. Walter Cronkite said of him, he is every man articulating all the frustrations of modern life. He is Andy Rooney and this is his biography. January 14, 1919. Andy Rooney is born in Albany, New York. It's a fine son you have, Mrs. Rooney. So that's what it's like to be born, huh? It's pretty embarrassing if you ask me, especially with all these strangers standing around. God, that's cold. Seven pounds, ten ounces. Do you ever notice that when you're born, everybody asks how much you weigh? But nobody asks when you die. You're never gonna hear, Rudy Valley died today. He weighed 158 pounds. Freud may be right, though. I'd really like to go back to the womb. Maybe that explains why a lot of guys try to slip into a vagina as often as possible. Young Andy Rooney wore his cynicism like a badge of honor, from the classroom to the back seat of his father's 1938 Oldsmobile. Kiss me, Andy. Do you ever kiss a girl and not know whether to use your tongue? Closed mouth kisses are nice, but all things being equal, I'd rather ram my tongue in there. Unless, of course, I'm kissing my Aunt Agnes, the one with the mole. Giving her a mere peck on the cheek is an act of heroism. Andy? Kissing is such a liquid experience. The phrase swapping spit is much more accurate than sucking face. I'd have to say that my first osculatory experience was unspectacular. I was about 11 years old and technically only the kissee. The kisser was my Cub Scout leader, Mr. Vance. We were in a pup tent and it was raining. Where are you going? Screw you. Andy Rooney began his professional career as a correspondent for the Stars and Stripes during World War II. In the 1950s, he wrote for radio and television. And today, he annoys millions of Americans every week on 60 Minutes. Do you ever notice that in the movies or on television, everybody's phone number begins with 555? Why is that? Do you ever see Mike Wallace smile? Teaching Mike to smile is a little like teaching a monkey to ride a bicycle. He can do it, but it never quite seems natural. I enjoy If Albert Einstein was the mind of a nation and Will Rogers its heart, then surely Andy Rooney is America's... I'm Mike Wallace for Biography. You ever notice how much Irving R. Levine looks like Myron Cohen? Whatever happened to Shayna Alexander? Long before there was Candid Camera, we did a program called Candid Radio. Through the years, our hidden microphones have caught people in the act of being themselves. Join us now on a hilarious tour down memory lane, because we're going to take a listen to some of our favorite gags from the past, starting with this classic from the year 1937. Among us wouldn't love to go up in a blimp. For those who can afford it, it's the only way to fly. In just a few seconds, a blimp is gonna land here in Lakehurst, New Jersey. 
We wondered what would happen if we removed the no smoking signs from the washrooms. Listen. What's this? That still cracks me up. Here's another classic I know you'll remember. It started with a simple idea. We wondered what would happen if we took a nice Jewish couple and got them involved in international espionage. So as they left on a vacation to Miami Beach, we planted some nuclear secrets in the luggage of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Listen. Front desk. Yes, hello. Welcome to the Fountain Blue. May I help you? Rosenbike. Uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenbike. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything here under that name. Well, we have reservations. Why wouldn't we have the name? What's, uh, what's the problem? Could I see your confirmation, please? Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have confirmation in our religion. It's called uh, Bar Mitzvah. Uh, no, no, Ethel. He means the letter, the uh, telegram from the hotel. Oh, I thought he was talking about... No, no. There in your bag. What's that? The uh, manila what? envelope? What does it say? This? Uh, top secret. Top secret? Why would you book us into a hotel called Top Secret? What's wrong with the Fountain Blue? I never heard of Top Secret. What's this Top Secret? Uh, I think maybe it's over on Collins. It's not on Collins. How I do know you know? It was you on know Collins. every hotel in Miami Beach, I Mr. Smarty I know it was on Collins Avenue. It is not there. Miami Beach, sure. Excuse me. But what do you want, sir? What's about? Julius and Ethel Rosenberg? Ah, uh, he's Julius. I'm Ethel. I'm with the FBI. Would you mind coming this way, please? Thank you very much, sir. If you'd just be so kind as to take us to the Top Secret Hotel, please. It could be a motel. Well, it may be, but I don't think so. And from not too long ago, we told South African runner Zola Budd that it would be hilarious if she tied Mary Decker's shoelaces together. You bitch! That's all our time for now. Remember, sometime, someplace, when you least expect it, someone might come up to you and say... Are you Alan Funt? Oh, you recognize me. MTV for sending me on the road with Mr. Bruce Springsteen and letting me be his roadie for a full week, free of charge. Wow. Hey, Paulie, mind putting your foot in this bucket of water? Sure thing. I've been treated with all the respect to a young man from New Jersey with little or no technical training. Hey, Paulie, grab the end of this live wire, would you? Sure. <laughs> also, I've been allowed to carry unusually heavy musical instruments and equipment. Hey, Paulie, give us a hand lifting this panel truck, would you? Okay. Now, on second thought, would you mind lifting it by yourself? Sure thing, guys. <laughs> Thank you, MTV. Hey, I'm from Jersey. Are you from Jersey? All right, drop the piano on him. 
much fun. Two girls on my knee 
and still there's plenty left of me. I'm a ton of joy, you're my little toy. Hey, I'm a fat boy, yeah, yeah. Three times your size, can't fit in your eyes. So round, so firm, so fully packed, there ain't no hat that'll fit my head. I just ate a loaf of bread My actual weight I cannot tell But I'm 6.2 on the Richter scale I'm a ton of joy You're my little toy Hey, I'm the fat boy Yeah, yeah Three times your size Can't fit in your eyes so firm, so fully packed Oh, I'm so fat The girls, they like me like the Roly-poly Pass the beans Pass the lard I'll have a large sandwich I'm the The girls call me the Come here, baby are two of the most famous figures in the annals of animated film history, two pioneers annals. who forged new frontiers annals, in the field of television, Always, I comedy, think animation, uh, the hallways of history, what is that It's a figure of speech for Winkle. Oh, you mean like today, a medley or a semaphore? That's simile and metaphor for Winkle. What is? Annals. I thought you said that meant hallways. It is my honor and privilege to be sitting here this morning with none other than Rocket J. Squirrel and uh, Bullwinkle Moose. Uh, uh, welcome. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. What's annals? Annals? You said something about the annals of animated film history. That's funny. I always thought that meant hallways. Maybe he meant animals. What was that, David? I said hallways. No, you said something about animals. No, I said animals, Rocky. Mr. Hartman said hallways. Weren't you, Mr. Hartman? No, I'm Bullwinkle. I'm Mr. Hartman. I'm confused. Anyway, gentlemen, I understand you two recently toured Mexico. Were you performing together again? You know we were, Bullwinkle. Yes, but Mr. Hartman doesn't. Then why doesn't he ask? I did. Not you. Who, me? Uh, gentlemen, can we just please... Uh... There! Now, who said that? Rocky, I am transmogrified. After all these years... Well, darn it, Bullwinkle, it's a record. It's not like I can see you. Uh, what were you doing in Mexico? Vacation. Business. Vacation. Uh, we were there helping to improve international relations. Oh, uh, I heard you were doing a cheap comedy act in some sleazy Mexican dive. Nightclub. Bowling alley. No, I, I mean, we were, uh, we were uh, opening a chain of high-rises. Yeah. Piscopo was the one doing the cheap comedy act. I was not. Mr. Hartman. Joe. No wonder you had trouble telling us apart, Rock. 
Joe doesn't sound anything like David Hartman. He was doing me. And not doing it very well. Oh, yeah? I had you fooled. I was just pretending. You lying rodent. No, you watch it there, Buster. Come on, Bullwinkle, let's get out of here. We don't need to take any crap from this clown. Just for that, you can end this scene for yourself, wise guy. How about another one of those obvious segues, Piscopo? Go on, get out of here. I don't need you two anyway. Oh, good, good. Something clever like that. Then maybe you could have some stupid wavy music or something. Come on, Bullwinkle. Nerve that guy. I don't sound anything like David Hartman. Do I? Music minus one. Side one. Drums. You start. Lesson number two. Down our way, both night and day. You know everybody and they all know you. And even policemen say, how do you do? Pals by the score and gals gone. Sound white, die. You got. 
gotta do it with just a little more soul. So drop it in. I want to sound like a black man. I want to sound like a black man. I want to sound like a black man when I sing. You want to sound like a black man? I want to sound like a black man. I want to sound like a black man. Yeah, I want to sound like a black man when I sing. His dad said, Johnny, you're strange. His mom said, son, why change? Johnny said, don't worry, folks. And he gave him both a little kiss. He said, you see, all music is great. But most of it's a little too sedate. And when I sing a song, I don't want to sound like this. I want to sound like a black man. I want to sound like a black man. I want to sound like a black man when I sing. Try to say it. I want to sound like a black man. I want to sound like a black man. I want to sound just like a black man when I sing. Let me hear you play it now. Said, went across town to a little club, tried to stuff out. Johnny walked through the door, they all stopped dancing on the floor. Johnny jumped on the stage, he began to shout. Hey! I wanna sound like a black man. I wanna sound like a black man. I wanna sound like a black man when I sing. Let me hear sing it now. What's it sound like a black man? What's it sound like a black man? What's it sound like a black man when he's get the, get the, get the, get the sound like a black the band, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, once again, it's time for that segment of the show we here at Late Night like to refer to as Stupid Pet Tricks. And not a minute too soon, I might add. <laughs> Have you noticed, Paul, that our audience reaction to this portion of our program has been waning of late, much like the moon? Uh, why do you think that is, Paul? 
Well, you know, David, I think it's you. It's that attitude thing. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, by the way, Paul, who's that playing guitar tonight in the band? I don't know, David. Should I ask him? No, no, uh, don't bother, Paul. Uh... <laughs> well, enough time wasted chit-chatting with the musicians. On to stupid pet tricks. And our first victim tonight is, uh, let's see, uh, Mr. Henry Wigglesworth and uh, Chip. Uh, right this way, Henry. Thank you, Mr. Levin. And uh, this would be Chip, no doubt. Yes, sir. Chip is my dog. <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up, Henry. Uh, okay, uh, now what is it that Chip is going to do for us tonight, Henry? Chip is going to expel gas, Mr. Letterman. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we're having some fun tonight. Uh, I certainly do hope that you and Chip have an alternate trick planned, uh, perhaps. Uh, yes, sir. Chip can also vomit on command. I uh, know. Or he could uh, urinate on furniture. I uh, know he can, Henry. I'm sorry. Thank you so much, Henry Wigglesworth and Chip. How about humping your leg? <laughs> I have a professional staff and crew here if I need that done. Henry, thank you, and uh, goodbye. All right. Henry Wigglesworth, ladies and uh, gentlemen. What is that dog doing on the organ? Well, uh, this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you let non-union amateur performers on television. Let that be a lesson to all of you. Uh, let's see who's up next. Yes, from Palm Springs, California, please welcome to Stupid Patrick's, Mr. Frank Sinatra. Frank, uh, gee, uh, nice to have you drop by. David, it's wonderful to be here. Uh, now, Frank, what is your pet's name? Carmine. Aha. Uh -huh. And uh, what breed is Carmine? He's Sicilian, David. <laughs> and what, Lord knows, does Carmine do? He eats glass. I do? You do. You got a glass around here or something, David? <laughs> uh, no, not on me, Frank. Give me Schaefer's glasses. You know, Frank, I think you're the greatest. All the hours that you've given to... Save it, Schaefer. Give me the glasses. Uh, Frank, would you like a drum roll for that? No. Uh, okay? Okay, here, Carmine. Chew. Well, you saw it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, let's look at that again in slow motion, shall we? Frank Sinatra and Carmine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, Frank, uh, come on, fess up. What are you really doing here? Well, David, I'll tell you, it's uh, near the end of this crummy record, and I had to be on it because, quite honestly, people would feel they were getting ripped off if I wasn't. I uh, guess you and I are in much the same boat. Frankly, I was a little hesitant about doing this piece. I was afraid I might offend myself. So now what, Frank? I suppose you're going to have to, uh, oh, sing, perhaps? I suppose. All right, let's get this thing over. Mr. Frank Sinatra. Woo! Are those fingers through my hair that slide? Come hither, stare Strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it That 
Sinatra, ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him, Joe can't live without him. Uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, that seems to be our show for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, let me just say that uh, although we've been on the air for three historic years, never have we had more fun than we're having here tonight. My, oh my. My, oh my. Yes, we're having some fun now. My, oh my. We're having some fun now. My, oh my. We're having more fun now than humans should be allowed. We're having some fun now, my oh my. Phone the neighbors, wake the kids. In the studio, use the monitors. At home, use your TV.
join us tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, when we'll have Fran Lebowitz, Wee Herman, and Merle Haggard. Also, we'll be embarrassing either someone who doesn't speak English very well or someone with a low-paying, menial occupation. <laughs> In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, everybody sing. Having some fun now, my oh my. <laughs>